Hey guys, welcome back, Wellness Rebellion Podcast. This is Kira Michelle, and I have been out of commission for a while. Not really, that's not true. I just haven't been doing the podcast for a minute. I went to Australia for about three weeks. I saw family, caught up uh, with good friends, had a blast over there, took a bunch of yoga classes, just enjoyed my time, had some time off, some time away, and it was enough time to really miss teaching uh, and also to miss doing everything I do, to miss doing the podcast. And when I got back, I got straight in and did a retreat with my good friend, Vanessa. We did this upstate. It was awesome. Very first retreat down for both of us. And after that result, many more to come. So we're actually going to get together later on this week and start discussing the next retreats. So if retreats are something you're interested in, yoga retreats, feel good, the theme for the retreat was self-compassion in yoga. So a little bit of heartfelt stuff in there, some goodness, and then a lot of flow and just great people coming together. I had such a fun time. So now that I'm back, now that I'm back in the grind, a few things, I'm working at a new studio. Uh, It's called Heatwise. It is not a new studio. I am working at the new studio. This is new for me. It's a great studio, beautiful, absolutely beautiful in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn. So if you're interested and you're in New York, hit that up, check it out. I'm super stoked to be working there. What else? What else? What else? I think I'm just going to get straight into it. Actually, I will ask you guys to do me a favor. If you like this podcast, feel free to head over to the iTunes app, uh, podcast app, and uh, give me a rating. Give me a five-star rating. Um, It just helps me build and grow a little bit more. I, my people. So, uh, Thanksgiving was uh, last week and I had a fabulous Thanksgiving. I'm also, I've also been asked to do a talk that is regarding gratitude. That is going to be my topic for today. It also correlates really well with the self-compassion retreat that I did because there was a decent amount of gratitude that was addressed within that retreat. So, getting into it. What is gratitude? For me, gratitude, it's a way of being. It starts as a conscious choice. So, it's easy to sit here, right, and and wallow in the pains and the sorrows that is evident and that's all around us. There's so much of that going around. All you have to do is pop on the TV, you have to, all you can do is like put on a podcast, a news podcast, or open up a newspaper if anyone still reads newspapers these days, and bam, it's everywhere. Sadness, death, destruction, racism, fascism, egotism, consumerism, narcissism, victimizationism, terrorism, ageism, sexism, chauvinism, escapism, politicians, Skepticism, television, poisoning the ecosystem, uh, medication, complications, formalizations, commercialization, corporate cannibalism, self-destruct, self-destruct, self-destruct. Might have taken some of that from Lauren Hill. Definitely took some of those words from Lauren Hill. So it's evident. It's there. Like I said, I don't need to tell any of you guys this. It's cold, hard truth. It's reality. So now don't get me wrong. I don't think it's all bad news. I just think the good stuff isn't televised. 
I think there's a lot of good going on out there. But society has a way to keep us in check. It keeps us in fear state. Why? Well, because fear keeps us small. It keeps us afraid and in our so-called places. Our very well-oiled machine, perfectly functioning mechanical system, cogs in the wheel, some would say, it keeps us in check, basically. Now, I'm not here to dampen your mood and bring you down underneath a dark cloud of misery, which I could do if I wanted to, because this shit is contagious. So if I sat here and talked about it for a while, I could make you guys feel heartfelt, well, heart pain, right? Because there's a lot of it. So it's not what I'm here for. Similar to fear and sadness, how contagious it is, gratitude is very similar with that. It is also incredibly infectious and contagious. Also, I'm happy to say that I'm sure as hell not miserable, so I'm not going to try to drag anyone down. But before I do turn this on a lighter note, and it's going to take a second for me to turn this on a lighter note, but it will get there, I want you to know that I am sure as I mean, not going to swear. I'm sure as hell not an eternal, an eternal optimist. Um, eternal optimists, me, kind of grind my gears a little bit, kind of bug me a little bit. Uh, that's not saying that all of them do, but I remember when I was younger and I'd be like, I'm not pessimist. And I was pretty pessimist, but I'd be like, I'm not pessimist. I'm a realist. I'm a realist and real shit's going on and real shit sucks. So, um... I guess by the time like I had hit a ripe old age of, I don't know, 14, life had knocked me down a decent amount to the point where I was just like, fuck it. Like, damn it, I swore. It's perspective. It's all perspective. It was real. I was a realist. I still am a realist. But it was the perspective that I was choosing to look at everything from at that time. I also don't think it's black and white. I definitely don't think that it's either optimism or pessimism. I think that there's a lot of gray and I live in the gray. I love the gray and certainly, definitely in the aspect of gratitude. Gray is my happy color. So even though everything can seem really, really bleak and black, the question is why gratitude? Or maybe the question is how gratitude when everything seems so sad? Because I want to live a good life. And that's a choice that I have. That's a choice that you have. This is a daily choice that we have. This is a choice that we have multiple times, 27,000 times a day. You can choose over and over and over to have gratitude. And you can keep choosing that until it becomes natural. Because I don't want to sit here and wallow. I don't want to sit here in self-pity. I don't want to sit here in victimhood. That is way too easy to do. And that's a cop-out. That's not living a life. That's a cop-out. I feel like I can say that's a cop-out because I've did that for a really long time. So looking at my life then, looking at my life now, it was real. God damn, it was real. God damn, it hurt. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. To shift the perspective is massive. So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get in a little bit to the bleakness and the, and the blackness. To finish answering that question, though, that I posed, why and how? Well, the other thing is, is that there's so much to be thankful for. There's so much. It's everywhere. Like I said, it's not televised, but it's there. All we have to do is open our eyes and see it. Right now, I'm sitting in front of a bright orange gerbera, which is my favorite flower. 
And I have no idea what the translation is in American terminology for this flower because I don't think you guys call them chagras, but it's stunning. And someone who I really, really care about gave it to me just because walking down the street and he knows that orange is my favorite flower uh, color. And I told him that chagras are my favorite, so he just picked it up and bought it for me. I'm sitting here in front of my laptop. I'm sitting here with a phone in my hand. I have everything that I need. Everything that I need. If I am in need, I can go and buy it right now. Within reason. Need. Not want. Need. And even if I want something, I can make that happen. Usually make that happen. Find a way. We're very, very, very blessed. Um, I'm sitting here with a bottle of water in front of me. I got that from the tap. It's filtered. It's good water. I don't have a problem. I don't have to walk miles to get it. I want to have a shower later on. I get to choose the temperature. I don't have to have a cold shower. I don't have to shower in dirty water. I don't have to walk once again for miles to get it. Like we live good fucking lives. We live great lives. All right. So let's get into this a little bit. My story. Hurt girl becomes a hurt woman. Hurt woman builds her guard up extremely high. Her walls were thick and tall, bulletproof. Or so she thought. All right, so the woman's me. I pose as a tough, angry, mean woman. It was all a mask. I was soft and so, so, so fragile. I still am. Life was uncomfortable, dark, and incredibly sad. I thought that this would be my life forever. I thought that darkness would surround me forever. That's all I could see. I had built myself my own personal prison. Then I met a man who turned my entire world around. And as much as I loved, as much as I'd love to tell you that this is a happily ever after story, mm, well, it is, but it's not a happily ever after love story. It's a happily ever after nightmare. One that kicked my ass so hard that death seemed like the best and the only way out. I didn't realize that there was actually such thing as happily ever after nightmare. I didn't realize that the pain, the deep, deep pain that I was experienced or had experienced had the ability to be my best and wisest teacher. That I could find gratitude in the heart-wrenching pain. That the pain that I was drowning in was full of gratitude. My gratitude was for that water that was filling up my lungs and that was filling up my life. I also now have gratitude for my ex's hand and the sheer force that he held me under the water with. He was trying to destroy me from the inside out. With all of his strength, with all of his demeanor, with everything he had, he wanted to kill me. He wanted to make me a shell of a woman, and perhaps even with the possibility of losing me physically along the way. Because I had already almost died towards the end of it. I was simply a shell, a hollow shell of a woman. I no longer had character. I no longer had flair. I was barely functioning. The man that I loved more than anything was the man who was, to try, who was trying to destroy me. He was destroying me from the inside out. But along with that comes stress and comes depression and eating disorders and mental health. I was falling apart right in front of his eyes and he kept 
pushing me down into the water, kept trying to drown me. So I'm not going to get too much into this today and I'm happy to talk about this abusive relationship that I experienced. I'm happy to talk about it might not be the right terminology, but I'm open to talk about this because I know there's a lot of us out there who have experienced abuse, whether mental, emotional, physical, and I know that I felt deathly alone in the matter. I thought that I was the only one experiencing something like this and I hated myself because how could I let this happen? How could I let a man destroy me like this? How could I believe his lies over and over and over again? How could I lose my friends and my family in order to be loved by him? How could he get so deep within my consciousness within my mind within my brain that I believed every single word that came out of his mouth including the words when he said that I was a piece of shit that I was an alien from another world that no one would ever love me I believed him all right so let's flip this this is this is a story about gratitude mind you keep this keep this in mind Sometimes I think, maybe not sometimes, I think that all the times, the hardest things in life, the most uncomfortable, painful situations are our greatest teachers. My ex was my greatest teacher, or maybe I was my greatest teacher within that scenario. I've never been so deep and so dark and so sad before. I'd never hated myself as much as I hated myself then going through that. And by the time I finally, finally, finally left him, I had nothing. I had no friends, no family to support me here in New York. I had pushed my family away. And when he left, he left with most, if not all of my money. I was a brand new yoga teacher at the time. So I was making no money. All I wanted to do was to collapse. All I wanted to do was fall apart into a million, millions of little pieces. I wanted someone to take care of me. I wanted to go home. I wanted to lay in bed and be taken care of. I wanted to hibernate. I wanted to rebuild. And I couldn't. Because everything that I'd worked towards, emotionally, mentally, financially, was gone. I was making about $300 a week at the time. And if you live in New York City, that's pennies. You're not making anything. So I had no choice but to keep working. I had no choice but to push myself. I had no choice but to go to auditions to get uncomfortable. And I actually remember being around the corner from a few of my jobs, bawling my eyes out, being so depressed. And I would look at the time, it'd be time to go. So I would wipe my tears away. I would walk on inside and I'd have red eyes and I'd be like, damn, allergies are bad today. And I'd go in and I'd teach. And I don't know where it came from, but teaching saved me. Teaching saved me. My students saved me. 
because most of the times when I teach classes, after I leave, I usually feel better. I usually feel uplifted by other people's energy, by their ability. Yoga has such a strong background that is grounded in self-help almost. Like if you read the sutras, Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, it's probably one of the oldest self-help books there is. How to take care of the self, how to take care of others, how to be of service to others. Why asana practice is within the eight limbs of yoga. Being able to share that with people saved me. I started making more money. I started getting privates. started getting decent reviews. I moved up relatively fast in the world of full-time yoga teacher. I busted my ass. I had no days off for probably the first year and a half. And honestly, I probably used teaching yoga as an avoidance tool to not deal with some of the pain that I was going through. But in saying that, teaching yoga, working through the pain of the breakup, working through a lot of shame and guilt via the yoga, saved me. It was the greatest thing that could have happened to me. My ex taught me a lot about what not to accept. My ex taught me a lot about humans, the capability of humans. I had never met an evil human being like that before. Pure evil. And I don't say that lightly because there's not many people I believe are like that. But... I was with a con artist. I was with a man who lied to me about every single little thing that you could think of. The smallest details, the biggest details, and everything in between. Because of him and yoga at the same time, I've learned how to be soft. I've learned how to let the guard down. I've learned how to be kind. I've learned that kindness gets me further. I've learned that gratitude for the things that I have, for the things that were taken away from me and then I missed. Gratitude for simple kindness in life. Gratitude for the ability for someone to be honest. Gratitude for someone doing something loving without an ulterior motive. Doing something loving simply out of the kindness of their hearts, not because they want something back. I also learned that being of service is the best, best thing there is to be, best thing there is to do. I wouldn't be as far along the self-compassion, the, the gratitude, the happiness road that I'm along if it wasn't for me almost dying along the way. Once something terrible happens, once something bad happens, it makes you stop and realize what you're missing out on. Or it makes you stop and realize the good that you have, the good that you tend to overlook, the good like clean water that we have access to, the good like, you wanna eat this afternoon? You can eat, no one's stopping you. You've got money to eat, you've got food in your fridge. So many people in this world do not have that accessibility. 
So I think that the hard times are super, super essential. That pain, that feeling of loneliness, that deep, deep rooted fear of not being enough. I think that they're all stepping stones towards becoming someone really, really kind and soft and loving. It's just interesting to me that from that terrible relationship, I was a cranky, guarded young woman prior to that. And the cruelty of that man brought out the kindness in me. I allowed the kindness to shine through. And holy hell, my life is so much easier. It's so much better when I look at things as kind and as fair. Okay, example. So I went to a cafe today and I got a piece of banana bread. It's amazing. It's the best banana bread ever. I always want them to heat it up though. So ask them to heat it up. Cool, no worries. They went to heat it up. A guy walks in a couple minutes later. He orders food, whatever. I don't know how long passes. His food comes out. He's got eggs. He's got bacon in front of him. I asked for my bread to be heated up. It should have taken all of two minutes. Put it through one of those toasters. You're done. Easy. Put in a bag. Give it to me. That's it. This guy came in after me, ordered, got his full on meal. And it must have been, I must have been there for at least 10 minutes. And it's such a simple little thing. And this is how cranky, this is how guarded, this is how defensive I was previously. There's this level of like righteousness or, or this level of take care of me right here, right now. I don't want to fuck around. I don't want to wait around. So I know that in the past, I probably would have gone up to the server and been like, yo, he came in like five minutes after me, sat down, waited, his meal's out here. I'm just getting bread heated. Where the hell is my bread? I would have been pissed. I used to get pissed at the smallest things. I would get pissed at everything and everyone. I also believe that hurt people hurt people. When I see people like that, I see pain in their eyes. I see pain in their hearts. So I just sat and I waited. And then I went up and said, hey, uh, what's going on with this bread? Is it coming? Shit. She went and got it. I had bread. She just forgot. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Kindness gets us so much further, right? I also didn't waste all of my energy. Why waste the energy to get pissed, to go to crazy town? When I can just stay home in my heart, know that it's coming, someone messed up, someone made a mistake, someone forgot about it, whatever it was. They're being lazy, they're being slow, they're chatting in the kitchen, whatever. It happens. Instead of always feeling like you're a victim, instead of always feeling like someone's out to do you wrong, God, living that life is challenging. It's hard. It's tiring being angry all the time. It's tiring yelling. It's tiring being pissed. And when you put that out, when you put shitty energy out, you get a whole lot of shitty energy back. Right? If you're that server and you forgot or whatever happened, imagine being approached, where the hell's my bread? Why don't I have it? Versus, hey, can you check on that bread for me? Imagine your defense system. Imagine how you're going to react. No one likes to be yelled at. No one likes to be spoken down to. No one likes to be talked to like a child. We get so much further when we're kind. It actually is easier. But for me, and I think probably for most people, I don't know, I'm assuming for most people, we're on this 
defensive path, this defensive mode for most of our lives. We think that people are out to get us. So we also have negativity bias, which means we remember the bad over the good. And it's for simple flight or fright, flight or fright reasons. Life or death. If there's a tiger, remember the tiger because the tiger will kill us. You don't have to remember the good stuff because the good stuff isn't going to kill us. Remember the bad. It takes apparently about three seconds to remember something negative and about eight seconds to remember something positive. This is negativity bias. So we're programmed to think negative thoughts over positive thoughts, but we're not hardwired. We don't have to be like that. So we do have the ability to shift and change and start to find gratitude in more places. But how do you do that? If you want to get good at anything, do it all the time. Become obsessed with it. Do it so frequently that it becomes first nature. So find that gratitude. Write it down. Write down gratitude every single day. Even if it makes you feel sick at the start. You don't have to be this eternal optimist, like I said. You don't have to be that. And I'm not that at all. I still deal with hard times. I still want to flip it sometimes. I still want to be enraged. And now I just choose to, I try, sometimes I don't always, sometimes I catch myself later, but for majority of the time, I choose to just sit, breathe, check the situation out from a different perspective, let it go. People fuck up. Humans, we're human. And you're not righteous and you're not more important than anyone else. And not the world is not out to get you. People make mistakes. Let it go. Find the gratitude. Find the gratitude in everything. And the fact that the sun rises, the fact that you live in a gorgeous place, whether you live in New York City or you live in California or you live in Australia. And if you don't love where you live, then figure out little bits of the city or the town that you live that you love. Find areas. Find nature. There's so much to be grateful for. And it could be your friends, it could be your family, it could be yourself. Finding gratitude for yourself, for listening to this podcast, for taking yourself to yoga, for whatever it is that you're doing. Take care of yourself, take care of your heart, come home to your heart center throughout the day, all throughout the day. Try not to go to crazy town. Crazy town is defense mode, crazy town gets us nowhere. Crazy town ruins my day. And then it ruins the day of the person who I'm talking to. And then maybe it, it like it just spirals along. It hits one person who hits the next, who hits the next, who hits the next. It's the same thing with gratitude. It's the same thing with kindness. Use your hard times to help you get through. Use your hard times as a, I remember when it was so bad. So this, this nothingness, this not excitement and not depression this nothingness is great this average is phenomenal find gratitude in the hard times because the hard times teach you the best lessons so i guess that's my thing i guess that's all i'm trying to say is that there's beauty everywhere it's your choice whether or not you want to see it yes there will always be struggling but it's your perspective uh, it's your perception so how you want to look at it do you want to look at struggle as something terrible or do you want to look at struggle as wisdom disguised in a lesson it's up to you and then attachment comes into it too are you going to attach on to your depression or to your sadness or to your abuse or your abuser 
Are you going to hold on to your victimhood? Are you going to hold on to your stories? Because I could hold on to my stories for a long time and hate people, not trust anyone. But that means that my abuser wins. I will soften as much as I can to have dignity, to be a better person than he is, to be a better person than I was yesterday. So that's all. And it's a hard subject for me to talk about, but it's one that I really, really believe in. My ex is the best thing that ever happened to me because he taught me. I allowed myself to learn through the pain of his lessons how to love myself, how to accept myself, and what not to accept. All right, guys. That is all. Maybe not. I'm just going to say this and then I'll be done. Grab a journal. Grab a little diary. Or not, you can grab your phone, write three things a day that you're grateful for, or share it. Tell someone. Have a gratitude partner. Text them three things you're grateful for. And then when you think about it, feel it. The touch, the taste, the smell, the sound. Trick your mind, trick your body into re-experiencing that situation. Because that actually releases happy hormones, chemicals, serotonin, dopamine in the brain, in the body. You can trick your brain to think, to thinking that you're right back there. Everything's great. Everything's good. Alright, guys, I will try to get another podcast out within about probably two weeks, maybe even get another meditation out. I hope you're all meditating, taking time out, 5, 10, 20, half an hour, 40 minutes a day to meditate. Do what is doable for you. Yeah, like I said before, feel free to go over to iTunes podcast app, rate this podcast. If you like it, I would be so, so, so happy. And thank you so much for listening. Peace.